Hey, what's up, you animals? Spring now. Well, allegedly spring now. There's still a little bit of snow. It's a really wet day. Just driving around, and I got my brakes doing something weird. And that's not a good sign. Uh, the winter owes me a new car and kind of uh, just, uh, just uh, desecrated my car. Half of it somewhere in the city there. I'm just driving around. I got an oil change a couple weeks back. I was just driving around, no big deal, coming home from it. And uh, what had happened was I heard this big boom, this bang, and I thought one of my tires had exploded. But apparently, like, the whole side of my car kind of fell off. And I thought, oh, that's, uh, that's a lot worse. It was just kind of like the uh, the underlining of the uh, the tire there, so I just... You know, I ripped that out, and uh, I'm gonna hope for the best. I'm not the kind of guy who like repairs this vehicle, because it's like, why? I, I have a, a very low car, and in the winter, it just it's a never-ending battle. I'm not gonna spend three or four grand a year getting the same thing fixed up. So uh, a couple things uh, that are on my mind. It's been a while since I uh, did a uh, podcast. First thing, people who like to clean. I'm, I'm gonna touch on people who like to clean here. I got a person in my life, a couple people in my life, they really like to clean. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but uh, I got in a conversation with one of them and uh, they're like, uh, I, I, I've hung out and had dinners and stuff. So the one dinner I had, I brought a uh, fruit tray. It had all different types of fruit, right? And uh, after the meal was over, I'm sitting at the table and they're puttering around. And I said, can you come just relax for a minute? This is one of the down times of the day here, okay? But no, uh, they're, they're puttering around like, like Mrs. Doubtfire. And uh, I'm like, hey, come and just have some fruit. Have some fruit. We just ate a meal, you know, have some fruit. I go to eat some fruit there and I, I grab myself a nice slice of melon. And uh, they, they close the lid. And I'm like, what are you doing right now? What, what is this? What, what's the, uh, explain your actions here. And they're like, oh, you're not done with that? I'm like, what do you mean? I'm, am I done with that? I'm not done with that. No, I'm not done with that. This is a fruit tray, not a cake. You can't just have one piece. You know, you sit and you, you indulge in some fruit. But uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people in my life like my mother was kind of like this person that uh, liked clean stuff all the time, uh, which means she probably shouldn't have had kids because uh, kids are messy. The thing that irks me the most, and it's still it's one of my pet peeves to this day, is when people get mad at me or question why I don't make my bed. I, I think making a bed, I think if you make your bed, you've got some kind of psychological issue you need to pan out. People tell, they get on me all the time, people tell me like, Dude, you gotta make your bed. Why? Why would I make my bed? Well, why don't you make your bed? You know, you gotta make your bed. I don't gotta fucking make my bed. You're not my mom. I didn't even listen to my mom. So I'm not making my bed. Well, why don't you make your bed? Well, I don't know. The same reason I don't, you know, zip up my coat after I take it off. It doesn't make sense to me, okay? I'm a logical human being. I gotta make my bed. Well, you know, it looks neater. It looks like messy. If, if you don't make your bed, it looks messy. Who cares? Who's gonna see this? It's like I gotta make my bed because nobody's gonna see it and it looks messy. 
then you make it, okay? If it bugs you that much, you make it. If, if, you, if I know you're coming over and that bothers you, I'll let you make it. That's fine. I'm nice like that. But me personally, I'm not making my bed. People be making their bed. Oh, I got to make my bed so it looks clean. So when the, uh, the writers of Good Housekeeping come over for their daily visit, you know, they have a uh, good impression there. So yeah, it's spring. Uh, there's so many potholes in my city, like I don't even, uh, I don't even enjoy driving at the moment. I don't know, I think I'd have a safer time driving on the fucking moon right now, because there's, it's just, the road is just a mangle. But uh, I took a trip, uh, it was a day trip, I took a trip down to uh, uh, one of our, uh, you know, neighboring cities, I guess you would call it. It's like, I don't know, three or four times bigger than our city. And I hate that city. I hate it. And uh, it just, it's just, it's got some foul smelling air. And everything's high up. I don't know what that's all about, but everything is so high up. It's like you, got, you gotta take a, a helicopter to get to a, a restaurant. So anyways, we go out to, uh, to eat. And we went to the keg. And uh, really no need to talk about it. I knew it was gonna be a little bit pricey because I was warned ahead of time, but I was not expecting what I paid for a meal. I could have bought an actual keg for the price of the meal. It was insane. I ordered a shrimp cocktail and it came with five shrimp and a little bit of dip and some lettuce and a slice of lemon. And it was $15. I said, why is this $15? Where is the $15? The glass is not even worth $15 and I don't get to keep it. I'm getting scammed here. I, I was a good sport. Sometimes you gotta treat yourself to overpriced meals. So I did. And I got the, I got the chicken and it came with like a little thing of gravy. And I, I thought that was cool. And the waitress comes up, hey, I'll be uh, taking care of you tonight. And I'm like, that sounds dirty, bud. But I'll let that happen. You know, I let that slide. I'm on my best behavior tonight. Look at all these people, they're all dressed up. A lot of them were French too, which I didn't know how to feel about that. Not that I have anything against French people, it's just like, uh, they were, they were French, you know? So they're having a conversation that I can't eavesdrop on and I'm, I'm getting a little uh, getting a little annoyed because uh, they, they were probably bilingual and they could probably understand what I was saying. So they were well aware of the fact that I was annoyed. But uh, all in all, it was a good meal. Uh, they brought us bread. Which I don't know why restaurants bring us bread. Like, do you eat bread with any other meal besides when you go to a restaurant? No, you don't. I don't think anybody does. Nobody brings out a fucking loaf of bread with a knife and be like, here you go, guys, to get you started. The service was great. Um, I gave him, you know, I gave the guy a $15 tip, which I thought was pretty hefty. Uh, I respect waitresses and waiters. I think their job is insanely hard, and I appreciate all the work they do. And I think it was kind of jipping him a little bit, you know. The buttons on his shirt were $20 each, and uh, here I am giving him $15 for a tip. But you know, I give what I can afford. Can't afford uh, a high tip when I just pay over 100 and some dollars for a fucking meal. Uh, the person I was with got a, got a glass of wine, which irks me. This is why you pay for sour grapes. I don't know, I don't get it, but uh, I, people apparently like it for some reason. They think it's refreshing to have this dry, spit-flavored beverage in their mouth while they eat their food. 
after uh, after the keg there, uh, we went to the to the uh, to the LC, got ourselves some drinks, and uh, went back to the hotel. And I, I kind of took in the bill at the LC there, and I, I paid like thirteen dollars, and I got eight drinks. I got eight cans of stuff, whiskey and cola, and I'm thinking like. Why was that 13 bucks? But uh, I just paid like 24 for uh, a piece of chicken that was as big as a Mentos. You know, the fresh maker. That's how small this chicken, this piece of chicken was. And they called that a meal. And they're like, well, I hope you fucking fill up on bread because this isn't going to fill you up unless you're like a baby bird. But it was good. The skin was delicious, you know. Uh, I like eating the skin. I know that's 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 gross. When you when you when you peel it down and you think about the fact that you're eating an animal skin, it's just kind of disgusting. But goddamn, is it ever delicious? You know, the concept is the, the disgusting part, but the taste is the delicious part. So you know, there's dilemmas in life, kind of like uh, kind of like that. Chicken skin is one of the dilemmas in the, in life when it comes to my way of thinking. I know it pisses off the vegans every time I eat meat, even cheese and stuff. I knew some hardcore vegans back in the day. You know, I take a take a little ice cream cone or something. They look at me like I'm like I'm sexually assaulting a cow. I'm like, would you settle down? Okay. Nobody died for this. All right. I was dying not having ice cream. I was craving ice cream, and I'm I'm gonna live now because I had some. So you know, right side. Let's be a little positive here, vegans. You don't gotta look at me like I'm, I'm murdering this animal right in front of you. It's ice cream. Same with cheese. They get all mad about cheese. Well, I don't eat anything that comes from an animal. Well, so you eat vegetables and stuff? Yeah, and fruit, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. I'm a fruits and vegetables rights activist. And it bothers me, you know, when you, uh, when you peel the skin right off of a banana like that, that banana's still alive. And you're, you're, you're eating it piece by piece. And it doesn't even have blood, so it can't even bleed out. It's just agony until the last bite. So you're a fucking monster too. Just letting you know that right now. Some of the, some of the vegetarians, you know, they, they, they get on me for eating a steak, but uh, they'll go out and they'll eat lobster, which is like the cruelest thing you can do. Eating lobster is the cruelest. First of all, it's disgusting. Anybody who puts that in their mouth should be uh, uh, should be assessed by a psychiatrist. Like your brain is not working. When your brain smells the way a, uh, a lobster smells, when that smell goes in your nose and it registers in your brain, and you go, "Mmm, that smells good." You know, there's something wrong with your brain. You got like an imbalance or something. Your, your brain should be like, "Whoa, that's not food. That's disgusting. I can't. I can't do that." I'm gonna reject that. You put that in your mouth, I'm gonna give you a stroke. There's, there's no reason for you to put that in your mouth right now. That's what your brain should be doing. Every time I go to a grocery store and there's like a lobster section, and I go near the lobsters, I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, it's gross. I always go up to the counter, I'm like, excuse me, sir. Yeah, can you come over here for a minute here? I got a question. When's the last time those lobsters took a shower? Because I think it's, it's time for them to take a shower. That's, there you go. It's very unappetizing trying to buy myself, you know, some butter, and, uh, fuck, can't, can't do it, so, uh, other than that, I was in a good mood on the trip, 
Uh, I was in a very good mood, you know. Uh, uh, I wanted to have a little fun with the people at the, uh, the Tim Hortons, the coffee shop there. So they come on the PA there and, uh, ah, welcome to Tim Hortons, can I help you? Yeah, how you doing now, baby? I'll take a, uh, one of them coffees there. I'll make it easy on you, honey. Just make it black, just pour it in a cup. That's all I need. And uh, give me a fritter, uh, apple. And, you know, just have a little fun with it. You know, it, it was uh, it was a good trip, you know. And uh, you know, we we was uh, we was riding around, you know. And uh, I was with the girl, and uh, we passed the five guys. I was like, "How you doing, baby? You hungry?" She's like, "Oh, I'm starving." I said, "Well, well why don't we stop in up up in the five guys there? We'll stop in the five guys. We'll make it uh, we'll make it six guys on a broad. How about that? Uh, get some hamburgers and uh, you know, so it was a fun trip. You know, we had uh, a lot of laughs." But the thing that, uh, that bothered me about this trip was uh, there's no smoking in the hotels. I don't know what that's about. But when I go to a hotel and I pay, you know, 120 bucks a night, you should be able to smoke in the fucking thing, you know? I don't know what it is. It's just why, why is everybody so anti-smoking all of a sudden? Ah, you can't smoke in here. Yeah? Says who? Ah, it's the law. Oh, fuck the law. So we had to go down to the... Uh, we were on the fourth floor and we had to go all the way down and it was quite a hike to walk to have a cigarette and you got to understand that I'm a smoker and you're making me walk and get exercise and people always say that you know I went for a walk yesterday first time uh, I went for a walk since the new weather with the the, the, uh, the spring and stuff and I went for a walk and I just dove right in and I did a couple uh, did a couple kilometers you know, I didn't ease myself back in. I just went right at her. And my legs were like jello. It was bad. People always tell me, oh, exercise is good for you. Well, if exercise is good for me, why do I feel like a pile of shit after I do it? You know, why would explain that to me? So we had to walk downstairs, uh, take the elevator down from the fourth floor to, uh, to have a cigarette. And we're walking to have a cigarette and I got a fart. You know, that happens. I just had a bunch of shrimp. I had a shrimp cocktail and uh, it was coming back to say hello and uh, there's nothing I could do, right? So, uh, I, I, there's this, this room around the corner by the elevator, so I thought I'd blow it right on their door. You know, be respectful. I didn't want to like fart and have her smell it and whatever. So we get on the elevator and apparently this fart decided to, you know, join us in the elevator for some reason. Uh, didn't go about its way. It was just like, hey, I'm coming with you guys. So we got in the elevator and uh, it, it wasn't pleasant. I'm gonna just say that right now. It wasn't pleasant at all. Uh, it was actually very unpleasant. So we get in the elevator there and uh, it's just, we're boxed in. We're boxed in, there's no escaping this. We gotta like kind of power through this. And it's not like we could take a deep breath because, you know, that's just suicide with this fart. So, uh, I mean, I'm exaggerating. It wasn't really that bad. I mean, you could definitely tell that there was fart reek in the elevator, but there's no need to, you know, draw attention to it. Or so I thought. And it comes down to the second floor and she's flying off the elevator because she can't handle anymore. And uh, I'm like, hey, yo, it's not even the right floor. Get back in here, baby. It's the wrong floor. 
So, uh, you know, she comes back in and there's these two guys, right? And they look and I can immediately tell that they smell it. So I try to diffuse the situation a little bit and I look at them and I'm like, oh, hey, it smells like farts in here, eh? And they're like, yeah, it does. And I'm not even making this up. This is a true story. She looks at them and she goes, yeah, he stinks. It was something along those lines. Or she looked at me and was like, yeah, you stink. But really, it's really not important on how she said it. It was, you know, the question is why she said it. I, I, I don't know why she outed me for a fart, you know, but uh, I, 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 I retaliated and I looked at the guys. I was like, yeah, one of us farted. You know, let them figure out who it was. Let them assess the situation and, and you know, let the jury come in on who exactly fought it. And I, I, I don't know. I wasn't embarrassed, but, uh, you know, I didn't want, uh, I could have blamed it on some rando. And some guy just blew a fart and was like, ha ha, and then got out of the elevator. That was the train of thought that they had when they first got on, and then she ruined that. You know, she exposed the, the awful truth of the fact that I fought it. And not only did I fart, but I didn't fart in the elevator and it just followed us in there. So it was uncomfortable for three people in the elevator there. But I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You know, it was, uh, we get outside, we have the smoke. So I'm like, I'm so mad at you right now. I can't even, I can't even think. So that's the benefit, right? It's a different city. You never have to see these people again. Well, sure enough, uh, after she fell asleep, I went out for a cigarette and I come back down and I go out, I have my cigarette, I come back in. And sure enough, these guys, while I'm waiting for the elevator, the guys are coming down the stairs and I thought that's my fault right there. They're taking the stairs now because they don't, they don't want to get uh, fart reek all over them from the elevator, just in case I was in there. And you know, it's kind of this awkward, oh, hey, how's it going, man? I'm the guy that, uh, you know, melted your nostrils earlier. But I redeemed myself. They were looking for a vending machine and I happened to see a vending machine or I happened to use my instincts of where a vending machine might be. So I guided them to a vending machine and I think uh, I think that made up for it. I think they forgave me after that. They got themselves some, some, some Coke and Ruffles and uh, all was well at the hotel there. So all in all, it was a fun trip. We went to uh, Toys R Us there and uh, I went into the washroom at Toys R Us. And it said no vaping, no smoking, and no weed. And I thought, what kind of fucking kids come to this store? Toys R Us, should be called Toys for the Troubled Youth. So here I am, I'm bending over, I'm squatting, like I'm doing yoga because the, the urinals, I guess they're made for kids. So I'm squatting, trying to, you know, take a pee and I'm getting a workout as I, as I do this. And, and my, 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 my yams, my yams and my legs there, my yam strings or whatever they are, they, uh, they're ready to snap. And I'm like, I gotta get this over with. So I go to wash my hands and I gotta like get on my knees to wash my, it was just, I don't know. It was all right. I thought maybe, uh, maybe, maybe things will get better in Toys R Us here. So I go on, I go in there's this wrestling section with all the wrestlers and stuff. And then and a little bit further over, there was this, uh, just this Hulk Hogan action figure just laying on the shelf there, away from all the other wrestlers, brother. And uh, yeah, I thought, I don't know why there's this, this rogue Hulk Hogan just laying on another shelf. 
And I, I figured, you know, maybe it's because uh, he can't sell. <laughs> That's a joke for the wrestling fans right there. That's a joke for the wrestling fans. Not to toot my own horn, but I, I think that's a pretty good wrestling joke. And I go over to the uh, the Ghostbusters section, which is the whole purpose of coming to this Toys R Us. And uh, it's just like kind of the end of a shelf. There, there's a couple of couple of Ray dolls. They only had Ray dolls. They had like an Ecto-1 Lego, which for that price, it was like a hundred some dollars. I'm like, I'm not paying that. I love the Ghostbusters, but not that much. So they had this Ray Stance doll for $15. And uh, I'm a Venkman guy, but uh, I love Ray too. I love all the Ghostbusters, I love all the boys. And I say boys, and I have no shame in that because the Ghostbusters are boys. Um, and I'm gonna get a lot of heat in 2022 for saying this, but I prefer my Ghostbusters to have penises. That's just the way it is. When the reboot came out, I was furious. I was furious. I was like, that's not the Ghostbusters. And then I got label the hater you know oh you don't like them because they're women that's definitely not the case tell you something about women you know who i love amy poehler i think amy poehler is just fantastic everything amy poehler does is just genius and gold and entertaining and i love her and she's got a vagina so it's not a woman thing it's not a woman thing at all it's the fact that these aren't the uh these aren't the ghostbusters they're set characters the real ghostbusters cartoon they were men Ghostbusters 1984, they were men. Ghostbusters 2, they were men. I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle me being called a hater and a sexist because I didn't. No, I like the Ghostbusters because they're the Ghostbusters. If the Ghostbusters were women back in the day, I would love them. And then if they rebooted it with men, I'd be just the same pissed. You know, I'd be like, that's not the Ghostbusters. But the fact that the Ghostbusters were men back then, those are the Ghostbusters. I didn't like the movie. I don't know if I liked the movie. I refuse to watch it. I think it's garbage. And uh, from what I've heard, it is garbage. I don't think it would be any possibly worse than I think it is. They even tried to put Aykroyd in there and that, even that couldn't save it. When you put Dan Aykroyd in a movie and it can't save that movie, there's something wrong. And you know, as much as I love Amy Poehler, like I stated, if she was a Ghostbuster, we would have uh, a little bit of tension, me and Amy. But uh, my point was, when, you know, my my, uh, my rebuttal, so to speak, was, uh, you know, I'm not mad because they're women, and you can't get on me because of that. Because if they made, remade like uh, Wonder Woman, if they if they rebooted Wonder Woman, and uh, Channing Tatum was Wonder Woman, we we would see how how much gender is over. We would see, you know, people would be fucking outraged. I heard they did the same thing that James Bond. James Bond's a woman now. I'm all for equality and shit, but women have their characters. Like, they have their characters. Fucking Carmen Sandiego, Wonder Woman, Xeno Warrior Princess. They're all some badass females that, you know, I like. I like these females. I like fucking April O'Neil and the Ninja Turtles. It's not a sex thing. It's not a sex thing. A good example of this is one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite series of all time is the Underworld series. And Kate Beckinsale, uh, the, the actress that plays Celine, the main character there, she is dynamite. She is phenomenal. And they were gonna make an Underworld without Kate Beckinsale, but still have Celine in it. And that's a woman 
and I, I don't accept that. I don't accept anybody else playing Celine. So it's not a gender thing, it's a character thing. I want Kate Beckinsale as Celine. That's who I know as Celine. She's got distinct looks, distinct features, distinct characteristics, even the voice. And, you know, I'm not going to complain about Kate Beckinsale in a leather suit for two hours. I, I, you know, it's, it's perfect. It works. So, uh, yeah. It's not a sex thing. And I got a lot of shit from the Ghostbusters about that. A lot of people saying I was a hater. I'm not a hater. I love the Ghostbusters. It's all about the love. And when you're wrecking it, you know, I'm, I should be the hater. No, wait. They are, they're labeling me the hater. The point is, okay, that I love the Ghostbusters so much that I want to see the Ghostbusters. And when Afterlife came out, I cried in that theater. I cried in that. I'm, not, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm a sensitive guy sometimes. I cried in the theater. When Venkman, Stance, Zedmore there, when they showed up, and Venkman was like, did you miss us? I just fucking broke down. I broke down, I couldn't hold it. I was like, yes, I did. I did. I missed you guys so much. Fucking right, I missed you. And then in the Afterlife movie, there was this, this little girl, Egon's granddaughter there. It's a little girl. Little girl. That's the key word here, girl. She went around busting ghosts, and I was cheering on that little girl, and I was crying. I was fucking emotional. I was happy. Redemption. It had nothing to do with her being a female. I loved it. I, wa I loved watching her bust ghosts because that's Egon's granddaughter and Egon Spangler was a real ghostbuster. He was one of the ghostbusters and that's his blood pumping through those veins. Even though they're playing a character. But still, the, 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 the gender didn't matter. I was like, yeah, little girl. You go fuck a bust gozer right now. Who are you going to call, girl? It was a lot better. But a lot of justice was served when I watched Afterlife. Walked out of that theater with red eyes and a, a flutter in my heart. Finally, after all these years, I got redemption with the Ghostbusters and I'm happy about it and I'm not afraid to admit it. But you know, that's life. That's life. And uh, I think I'll wrap this up by saying that that's, that that's life. That's how life goes. Got a few things off my chest that felt good. It's been a while since I've done one of these uh, driving around podcast things. So that's life. And sometimes, you know, life happens. Someone's got to deal with it. And who are you going to call? <laughs>